Boy, Jacob, have you ever had a run-in with the law the <laughs> way that we did today? Um, I don't think so, but I have had a run-ins with the law, so to speak. But um, oh, okay, okay, yeah, just not in the same vein as definitely not. Okay, so you've never you've never been skating the streets <laughs> of Cincinnati, Ohio. I mean, technically, I have, but. That's we weren't on the streets. Yeah, we were in the public skate park here. Yeah, wasn't even filled with sand. It wasn't. There was no sand to be seen. There was a fence that was like very broken and mangled from people breaking it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really a fence. It was like a plastic uh I guess it is supposed to be like fencing, but yeah, it's like a hazard uh, you know, orange like hazard safety fencing. Yeah. And because of this COVID-19 crisis. They put up this fence around the skate park, but this family of a mother, a father, and two children broke that down. They ran directly into it. They're like, you can't keep our children out of this wonderful establishment. <laughs> it Bring been, down these walls! It would have been funny if you said that to the officer, like, describe it. Well, there was this family of a mother and a father with two children. A nuclear family, if you will. Yes. Sorry, officer. You'll have to excuse me for being long-winded. Um, I have a little bit of autism. And they were the ones that <laughs> broke into that skate park. I, <laughs> I tell you, it was an amazing sight to see. Little Jimmy was climbing <laughs> up the walls, and they just started to topple over as big man Ralph there shook the bottom of the fence posts. <laughs> big man Ralph. And then the, their mo mother, Susan, just ran in immediately. Body slammed that wall until it fell over, and I then his name was Jimmy. No, 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 no. That was the child. I'm talking about Susan, the wife. Yeah, yeah. And then Susan knocked down the Where'd wall. Where did Bobby come from? There's two kids. Oh, Bobby. I thought I was imagining one was a girl and yeah. one was a boy. Oh no, no. There's only one girl that was there. There was three boys. Anyway, sweet. They broke in, and I saw them there already skateboarding, and I was like, "Oh, I'll join this family and skateboard with them." <laughs> And, that's, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to text my good friend Jacob and see if he wants to come over here and skateboard with this family with me. And then he he did show up, all right? And then the family just leaves like we were in their way. But um, they just leave and get out of there. Leave the scene of the crime, so to say. Red fucking handed. And then, and then Jacob and I are there having a great old time, you know, skating a bowl. Skate in a bowl. Yeah. I skated a little bit in the bowl. I didn't do bit. much. Ryan actually bit. skated. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have a skateboard right now because I broke mine. Yep, that's true. That is true. And you're you're gonna get one soon though. You just need that grip tape. Yeah, I'm waiting on the GT from the big A. It's not an essential thing, so they're not shipping it fast because of this COVID nineteen. They're keeping well, our yeah. grip tape. They're and putting walls up around <laughs> our parks. Yeah, there was one skate park that we went to last weekend where there was no, like, signs or fence or anything. So yeah. it seemed like it was perfectly fine for us to be there. And then there was another one the same day that we went to where they filled the entire thing with giant logs that they had cut down from <laughs> the trees around them. Yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, like, who fills a skate park with logs? And one of them was, like, five feet across. It was huge. Yeah, it was gigantic. It, like, they definitely needed professional construction equipment. I probably just pushed it all in there with a backhoe. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, yeah, I would consider a backhoe a professional construction equipment. Yeah. So, yeah, they pushed it in there, and there's, like, dirt all over the, the nice, smooth Yeah, it's like dirt and cement. tree bark. That's yeah. Really, uh, you couldn't even skate because you'd immediately like get wheel drag or whatever that's called when you like hit fly a pebble. Off. Yeah, when you like fly off your board. Yeah. And then okay, so uh, they they did a pretty successful job there, but this little fence was broken down by a small family. So <laughs> I it, I don't know if they were the one that Probably not. This it. is just what I would imagine. How, I'm just I'm just embellishing on the story to make it interesting for the listeners, so to say. It was a very nice family, and they were doing great. It was a nice activity to do outside with your children. So anyway, we go. We, we're standing there, and then another another person shows up. But we're standing there for like maybe a half an hour, 
police comes <laughs> walking right alongside the bowl that <laughs> skating in. It was funny because you, like, uh, she, like she and I noticed immediately. Well, she noticed first, and she's like, "Ah, oh, shit!" And then I saw the cop car rolling up, and, and I didn't notice until he, he was did like not, already there. No, was he like was like in the, bowl. the guy was like standing behind, or the officer was standing behind Ryan, like while he was still talking, just completely oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> Which is par for the course, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, in in talking fashion, we talked to the police, and you know, he was being a really nice guy. He was like, you know. Yeah. He was cool about it. Yeah, he was like, I personally put this bowl here for you. <laughs> and I, I want you to be able to use it. I really do. But this COVID-19 crisis has got everything all up in a whack. And and he was like, you know, I, I'd love to let you skateboard here, but I can't do it. And it's a $140 fine. Yeah, he said that if we hadn't gotten any previous warnings, he he would let us off with a warning. Yeah, in case we were lying to him about not knowing about that sk- skate park being closed. But we couldn't have known because of the family that broke down the walls. So <laughs> it was a perfectly legitimate excuse. And he was like, you see this fence here? Why do you think this is here? And we were like, it's broken. <laughs> he was like, like, I saw people in here earlier. Yeah, he was like, why would you do that? <laughs> and like, that made me like, that made me like see that he was going to be uh not a dick about it yeah like, yeah he like, made why would joke. you do that and it was yeah. like oh i'm sorry yeah we're sorry yeah yeah and then he was very nice and he checked our our licenses and sent us on our way he's like all right well i think it's going to be opening uh back up on the 29th and uh, <laughs> uh check our facebook page for updates and we were like this dude's advertising his social media yeah. to us in real life he's like i want you to follow me and understand what i'm doing for this city like putting <laughs> skateboard bowls in the park and also protecting these fine people from this coronavirus so yeah he didn't sound like that at all he but... sounded exactly like that <laughs> But, Very uh, tall Filipino man. <laughs> no, Jesus. Gigantic Italian mustache. You can't miss him. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to People Also Search For. <laughs> yeah, this podcast where we answer life's greatest questions. And, uh, I mean, the big question is why would you put logs in a skate park? Like, <laughs> yeah, no way. I but, mean, you know, people were still trying to skate, though, and... Which was kind of funny, but pretty I much tried. everyone just gave up. And I even brought out a broom and sweeped the place up. Yeah, the tiniest broom in the world. It was like almost as small as one of those tiny little lobby brooms you see at like a, a fast food restaurant. Yeah, and I was trying to sweep over these pro- possibly 400-pound logs with it. Just this tiny broom just whacking it, trying to get it out of there. <laughs> whacking the wood. Yeah, I was whacking the wood with my broomstick. and. Yeah, so it, I mean, it was nice. We got we got enough room to skate on that one, but it's you know, <laughs> it wasn't fun because of all the pebbles and stuff around. Like you, you would immediately get, fall constantly and get stopped. It was it was it was bad, but yeah. it's not as bad as filling it with sand. But but logs themselves <laughs> are pretty interesting because it's like, like what do they do in wood production? Like how how do they make perfectly flat boards? How do they make it? four by eight how do they make a four by eight piece of plywood and get all those lines and crevices in the tree i have a feeling tree perfect i have a feeling uh there's probably an episode of one of my f- all-time favorite shows how it's made cheers to that <laughs> how it's made oh there probably is a how it's made on, fucking, on like the wood industry and plywood I, man i love i love that show like i can't tell you how many like Sundays I wasted most of the day by just being hung over getting high all day and watching how it's made for like four hours it's just <laughs> oh, good that sounds like a good time it's just good and relaxing it's like one of those oddly satisfying type of shows where like you could to see how things are like mass manufactured mm-hmm. and you just see like robots like shooting out candies or whatever they're making and you're just like mm, smooth beautiful efficiency Mm, yeah yeah and it, it always looks super smooth it's like you'd think that stuff would be incredibly dangerous to work on but it's just like it does it automatically and it's just it's amazing to look at it machinery the industry what we have built as people 
Yeah, at my job, I get to see uh, little, like, robots going around, which is cool. Yeah, we've invented robots. It's, it, like, I mean, they're literally, not... like, Rosie from the Jetsons. They're, I don't see any, like, humanoid robots, but they're robots nonetheless. Do you remember when we were staying in Los Angeles and there was a robot butler at the hotel we were at? Oh, uh, yeah. Did that thing get in the elevator with you? It got in the elevator with me, and there were no other people around, <laughs> and I was just like, this is a weird And the, ro- the like, robot was like... How's the weather so, today? How's mm-hmm. the weather? Oh, are you? And it's like, would you like a coffee, sir? And then it just like serves you a coffee, and you're like, what the fuck? Like it comes out of its chest plate, it opens up, and a <laughs> robotic arm hands you a coffee cup, and it's like, have an excellent day, sir. And then it walks out of the elevator, and you're just like, did I just interact with a machine? Did it really a sentient machine? <laughs> did it really have like a a chest plate where your things came out. <laughs> like R2-D2 where it opens up and he's got the little arm that comes out. No, no it, didn't. it didn't actually have that. I think it was more like, it was basically like, I feel like it's like a moving basket where like you they could put stuff in and yeah. like it could bring it to your room for you and then it opens and you get the food out. It was just like, like a, it was like a three and a half foot like cylindrical. It was a three and a half foot Roomba. Yeah, tall. Three and a half feet tall. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, not wide. We're, we're talking we're talking length it's probably like here. 10 inches wide or like 10 inches diameter probably and it it's just like an it's incredibly weird experience to be alone walk into an elevator and there's a robot there that's just standing like literally perfectly center in the in the elevator like it knows where center is so it knows where it's the most safe and there it's not gonna run into a wall or something <laughs> So I get in there and I press the button and I'm just like, I'm literally riding in an elevator with a robot and it, it hits the buttons and it goes to certain floors because it got off on a different floor than I did. Yeah. <laughs> like it stopped and it was just like, have a good day, sir. And just like walked right out of the fucking elevator. And I was <laughs> I like, what the hell is going on here? It sprouted <laughs> legs and walked out. It's like grew a bow tie and, and flowers ejected from its hand and then it went into like a room and it knocked on the door and it's like are you ready for your date tonight madam and it's like dude they offer like a dating service now in this fucking place it's insane <laughs> freaking got laid that night it's a sex machine too yeah it's uh it does everything it's a rolling suck job machine yeah it's just like getting the People like it hits on you just so you feel better about yourself, even though it knows human robot relations are illegal. <laughs> All uh, of those things were made of wood. Now I need to get back. I need we need to get back to our to our. So you just want to know about like lumber manufacturing? Yeah, I want to know how how does a how I'm gonna be specific here. How does a four by eight <laughs> piece? of plywood get made i was gonna say manufactured but no 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 not by four by four that's not what i want four by eight we're talking a full a full sheet a full sheet oh plywood at homedepot.com no 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 no. i don't want to know how much it costs home depot that's not what i'm looking for i'm looking how oh plywood how products are made on madehow.com jacob made how yep how products are made <laughs> made how how products are made um ah oh, geez this is a long 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 thing i want a simple explanation well it seems like well you got different um categories this, here i'm curious this I is mean, what it i starts want the out, manufacturing process yeah it starts out with the felling the trees obviously so yeah we'll go in reverse on this podcast let's look at what the most uh the the wood what happens to it as like the closest to before we get it at the home depot yeah i thought that's what you wanted to know yeah yeah i'm saying we'll go back in time because like we'll look at this first but then we got to look at how we get the logs afterward but this is the closest to us in the in the step-by-step procedure of the lumber industry it really is yep fell in the trees oh i guess they're going a little back anyway you uh you know that's when you knock down the tree with like a gasoline powered chainsaw or with large hydraulic shears mounted on the front of wheeled vehicles called uh fellers yeah we're gonna bring the fellers over here fell some trees <laughs> I, I mean you would be a feller if you're get felling the trees. fellers out yeah i think it would the limbs are removed from the fallen tree with chainsaw a man's equipment <laughs> <laughs> not that ladies can't use a chainsaw too it's just 
I'm sure there's big burly female lumberjacks out there from Sweden. Got cute little outfits. Anyway, the trimmed tree (laughs) trunks are (laughs) the trimmed tree trunks or logs are dragged to a loading area and wheeled vehicles called skidders. Uh, The logs are cut to length and are loaded on trucks for the trip to the plywood mill, where they are stacked in long piles known as log decks. And you got preparing the logs. Mm. Prepare the logs. Prepare the logs for launch. We're getting into space today, boys. So we got number three. As long as logs are needed, they are picked up from the log docks, log decks, that is, uh, by tired, rubber tired loaders and placed on a chain conveyor that brings the debarking machine. The machine removes the bark either with uh, sharp uh, tooth grinding wheels or with jets of high pressure water while the log is slowly rotated about its long axis. Number four, the debarked logs Mm. are carried into the mill on a chain conveyor where a huge circular saw cuts them in about sections about eight feet uh, by four, eight foot four inches or 2.5 meters to eight foot six inches uh, long, suitable for making standard eight foot long sheets. These log sections are known as peeler blocks. Hmm. Cool. With all this debarking talk, I'm just thinking like during these hard times, if you're stuck <laughs> at home and, you know, old uh, eagle eye there on the floor is is barking up a storm. Eagle eye? Yeah, yeah, your dog. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what, that's, I, I mean, I could have gone with Spot, but I wanted to do something uh, a little more unique. <laughs> oh, yeah, that Spot is, Eagle Eye there on the floor. That is pretty unique. I yeah. don't think anyone would name their dog Eagle Eye. Yeah, they would. Oh, come on. You don't think, like, a hunter would, like, be traveling the, the forest hunting for deer with what? his old pup Eagle Eye? Well, yeah, why would you name it something, a different animal? Um, That's like, yeah, that's my dog, Kitty. That's why. It's well. It's not eagle. It's eagle eye. There's my dog, old rabbit. It means here, your rabbit. dog has fantastic vision. But yeah, I was just thinking, like, if I just think, how like, would you know if a dog had great vision? They can't he tell can you. Because can see really well. How do you do? You, you can, because no they can freaking jump through like hoops and stuff. You, think <laughs> you can jump through hoops with crappy vision. It's like you gotta Probably. know what a hoop is. Uh. I mean, they they basically have double vision because their smelling sense is so strong that that like they can smell where the walls are. It's like they can smell if they're taking a if they're carving down a fucking sweet bowl. Like, <laughs> you know, if your dog is carving down a bowl, there's that skateboarding dog. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there yeah. Was. If your dog is carving down a bowl and he's barking up a storm, you just might you want you might want to debark him. <sighs> you might want to bring him to the doctor and get him debarked. No, that's mean. You don't do that. That's animal abuse. Yeah, you're probably right. But these people are doing it to these poor trees. So I mean, come that, on. That's like if these you... trees are screaming. These trees are barking up a storm. <laughs> That'd be like if you declawed a cat, which a lot of people have done, but it hurts them and yeah, it makes their me. balance fucked up. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I I don't like that. I mean, it it is annoying when your cat jumps on your lap and she claws into your leg to like get her balance. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> Well, I think it most, happens. I think most people think that them scratching everything else is the most annoying thing. Maybe my cat doesn't really scratch stuff. Like sometimes she'll like run her claws like on the ground a little bit, like but she doesn't ever like scratch anything. Except, she never did when she was younger either. Oh, she did when she was younger, but she's like old as hell now. <laughs> I know. Twenty one years of age. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, she's an uh, old kitty cat. Ziggy doesn't really scratch on stuff, but I have like a little uh, scratching thing that like specifically for him to claw at. Oh yeah, yeah. I had those when she was a, a child. <laughs> a child. Yeah. She was never a kitten. She was just a child, and then she got some anime spell got cast on her. She got <laughs> turned into a cat. Did you say anime? I said anime. Ryan's Weed Corner. Is there anything you'd like to admit to the listeners to follow up on last week? Oh, my God. Okay, so last week on People Also Search For. (laughs) Last week on People Also Search For. Last week, 
I, I, I was like, is this podcast going to be like the thing that finally gets me to watch uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? Yeah, because we talked about Neon, Neon the yeah. element. Yeah, and I had to be that weeb that brought, up, <laughs> that brought up Neon Genesis Evangelion, even though I'd never even seen it. And you know what I did over this last week? Now, I didn't have enough time to watch all of it. This is 26 episodes we're talking about, but I watched 20. So I've got a pretty good idea about what's happening in this show. Now, I've heard the ending is bad, and a lot of people don't like it. But in oh. my opinion, the entire so, thing is bad. And yeah. I, <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. See, like, see I, didn't know, I haven't heard your... It's, your take on it yet it's not it's not bad in the like sense of let me put it to you this way like i i can see like where it influenced a lot of things like in tropes that happen today and it's definitely got like a cool story and like i like the designs and the mechs and stuff but it's just so slow and so boring and yeah I, it's just like it's it's just not fun to watch and i it's funny because when you said that you heard the ending was bad i was thinking Oh, that's funny because the beginning's fucking bad too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've only watched the first three episodes, and I was basically uh, what are people calling it these days? Double screening, like when you have like you're on your phone and you have something on TV as well. Oh, oh, I don't I, do that. I know you don't because you sit in front of your desktop computer all, all day when you're here. Excuse me, Jacob. You, I mean, you have a, like control panel. Yeah, the control yeah. panel. Well, I mean, you, it's not necessarily the control panel when we're not making people also search for it. That's content. true. But, you know, you have a perfectly good couch and a giant TV, and they just sit there collecting dust. Not when I'm watching Neon Genesis Evangelion, though, because I watch that on the TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because anytime I... Well, it's any Netflix or, like, VRV, like, Verve, that's Crunchyroll or whatever, any of that stuff I do watch on the couch. Oh, gotcha. um, yeah, it's comfy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time that my butt isn't screaming <laughs> from these horribly uncomfortable. I, I don't even want to call. I don't even want to give them a cool people also search for a name because we're going to need to replace these dang seats at some point. This is... Yeah, we've been doing the podcast now for 41 fucking weeks and I've been using a shitty <laughs> folding chair from like a poker table, like cheap set from Walmart. Yeah. It's so like. An hour of sitting on it is about all I can handle before I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta yeah. get out of the seat. An hour of watching Neon Genesis Evangelion is, like, <laughs> all I can do before falling asleep. Like, <laughs> like, legitimate, I've been watching it every night for, like, the entire week, and which is torture in itself in a way, but, <laughs> yeah. I, like, literally, I fell asleep on my couch two of the three days during the week and i woke up like at like seven o'clock in the morning needing to go to work and i was like felt terrible because i slept like at, at a weird angle on the couch and like the cat sleeping on me and i'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh god dang nice. like i was like i gotta get up and then i got up and like get in my actual bed and i'm like oh it's so comfortable yeah then you really don't want to go to work yeah and then i fall asleep again and i go late to work yeah, that it's happens an, it's unprofessional but yeah, yeah, no, that's like was my viewing experience. It was like this is kind of like okay, but it yeah. it makes me fall asleep, which I don't think is a good sign unless I'm trying to fall asleep, in which case it's a great show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will give it though. I like the way the 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 suit like the Evas look. Those are really cool looking. Uh yeah, I think I only saw the one original one like where he first learned how to use it. Yeah. But holy fuck, it's like the premise immediately like made me mad because he's just like this we like kind of shrimpy like teenager with like a too big of a shirt and then like basically like his dad just says like yeah you got to do this you have to like yeah his dad who previously abandoned him yeah and he's like uh i'm your dad and you're gonna have to uh save the world or whatever and learn how to drive this giant fucking robot and then not only that then he has to go live with some dumb alcoholic fucking bimbo at her house. Yeah, and she's like, she's with she's, like shitty microwave. A strong word, Jacob. Well, that's what they made it her seem like. Yeah, but like she does not seem like an empathetic character whatsoever. Well, he doesn't either because he's just moping the whole time. Well, they all have very, very specific like trope personalities. Like there's like their their personalities are not very deep. 
is Shinji's personality trope a uh, sad sack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like the well, it's it's to relate to kids who have like have to do things that they who don't have to want to that get are forced being told, into yeah, being for, on the basketball team. Yeah, or whatever forced the into like learning how to play like the trombone, like it like. Like, does anyone choose the trombone? Probably. I'm not going to make yeah, fun maybe. of the trombone. But, like, I feel like a lot of, like, kids who got, there's, like, they get an instrument and they're like, you have to play the euphonium. And you're like, what? Euphonium? I want to play is the that guitar, even a re- though. A euphonium? Is, is that real? Yeah. Oh, I never heard of it. I know. And since we're in Ryan's Weeb Corner right now, I mean, the, the reason I know the word euphonium is there's this anime that had, like, euphonium in the title. Of course and, there is. And it was about, like, a high school band. <laughs> Uh, I really hope euphonium's a real instrument, and I didn't just make that up from like an <laughs> anime. Because if I did, that's like maximum weeb. Like yeah. I'm making up improv uh, over like it. assuming that an instrument is real because you saw it portrayed on an anime. Yeah, I don't like that. The first thing that comes up is euphonium fingering chart. Why? Oh, it looks like a French horn. Yeah. It, okay. I'm glad that it's a real in- instrument, and it wasn't like for that. Show. I didn't think it was, but. Uh, you never know. Hmm. I think it was like Ubiki Euphonium. I don't. I don't remember what it's called. I, I would have to. <laughs> what do you call a euphonium player? Under uh, people also ask. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna find out. What do you call a euphonium player? It's a member of the brass family <laughs> and uh, the titular instrument of Hibike. <laughs> Oh, a person. person. Oh, go for it. Go person for it. Read who that. plays the euphonium is sometimes called a euphoniumist. Oh. Or, Euphonophone. Wait, euph. What? What? Euphophonist. Euphophonist or euphonist. Euphonist sounds good. <laughs> Man, that would be cool to put like on your business card, like professional euphonist. <laughs> and it's like nobody would know what that is. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck is a euphonist? I- except you find mm, like. Wouldn't one you com- like to know? <laughs> you run into that one composer at the bar, and he's and he. He like looks at your business card, and he's like, "Cause that's what people do at bars—they exchange business cards." <laughs> yeah. And ah, <laughs> uh, a euphonist, I see. Hmm, how long have you been euphonist? Well, I run the Manchester Orchestra, and I've needed a new euphonist. And orchestras definitely use brass instruments, and I know a lot about music. And he's like just some sleazy guy that's actually trying to get you to go home with him. And he like you know he doesn't even. He doesn't even, he's not even part of the Manchester Orchestra. He just heard about it online. <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there like, you know, that do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like people also search for the podcast where we talk about lumber and then it brings us to euphonium. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, talking about anime, of course. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd say it, it's, it's not for everyone and it could be for some. Um, and I realize why it's popular. Like I can see why it's popular. It's really? cool. I, but like it's it's old. It's old. <laughs> Just doesn't hold up well. I don't. It it holds up better than some things. Um, in my mind, and it's not like something I am like hating watching. But it's not something I would choose. So yeah, I so. definitely was like on my phone a lot when it when I was playing it on Netflix. I mean, I was just like, these kids are, like, beating up these gigantic robots. And I was like, this is, like, the dream of most, like, like <laughs> I think they're all 14, 14-year-olds. Like, they're, like, sitting in their house, like, man, it would be really cool to, like, pilot a giant mecha. Like, I wish that would happen to me. But Shinji, like, the main character of Neon Genesis Evangelion, is, like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, dang it. Like, now I have to, like forced conversation with my father who like hates me and like i hate him (laughs) it just starts with so much negativity that it doesn't make me want to be invested in the show and it doesn't get much better like you think that the (laughs) dad and shinji i don't know akari or whatever the dad's relationship with shinji is gonna get better and maybe it does but like it's like he's being a douchebag to his kid the entire time and then sometimes he'll be like oh good job shinji and fucking shinji creams himself and like (laughs) he's like oh my god like me and my father have a relationship now because he's proud of me because i'm piloting this giant mechanism that he's created in a way that i don't know that for some reason only i can pilot and also he's making me fight things and putting my life at risk constantly sounds great like the man left the world's the man left the world the world's like 
he left the world in the hands of a 14-year-old. He's got he's got to be a little crazy. <laughs> it's like uh this school of 14-year-old children is the only thing that can stop us from living and the universe being destroyed. And it's like you can uh, develop something that maybe like an entire like US or Japanese military could use like <laughs> Come on, Shinji's dad. Come on, Shinji's dad. And that's the end of that review. Yeah. Like, well, Shin- I'm just going to spoil the whole sp- thing if we keep going. Speaking of uh, people being crazy, you know who else is crazy? Who? Freaking lumberjacks, Dude, man. lumberjacks are crazy. Remember we uh, did the Make one- great pancakes. We did one pa- uh, podcast uh, a couple weeks back about the most dangerous jobs, and we definitely touched on lumberjacks a little bit. That's true, but we never looked into, like, specifically lumberjacks never looked in the jack in that lumber yeah ooh people also ask and this is actually a legitimate question do lumberjacks still exist you see them on calendars you see them in history books but yeah like those sexy calendars where it's like a male stripper dressed (laughs) as a lumberjack that you're like that like like a 40 year old housewife would have yeah it's funny because the the question under that is, what do you call a female lumberjack? Would it be a lumber Jill? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a jack house and Jill house. Click on it and see. Wait, wait, wait. Where is that? It's uh, yeah. This one? Yeah. <gasps> a lumber Jill. <laughs> what? Whoa! It is. You're oh, right, dude. God, that's kind a of female lumberjack stupid. is called a lumber Jill. I I feel like this. Couldn't is not they just true. all be lumberjacks? I get. Where yeah. is that from? That's from. Well, it's kind of like the actor actress thing. It's like, aren't they all actors? It's like, from uh, Facebook, so I don't know. I, if I saw like a female j- lumberjack and she like said, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "Well, what do you do for a profession?" I'm a She's lumber like, Jill. Oh, yeah. If she, <laughs> if she said that in that voice and was like a gigantic muscular, like <laughs> muscular, yeah, like ma- muscular, gigantic masculine muscular like woman. <laughs> And I would just be like terrified. Like I wouldn't want. I'd be like, no. Like, and then they were just like, I'm a lumberjill, and I'd just like chuckle at them, and then they beat me up, and I'd be really scared, and I'd be on the ground <laughs> bleeding. Pee your pants. Yeah, I'd pee my pants. I'm and scared. Then, and then like Jacob would have to drag me to the bathroom and clean me up, and and I'd be like, I'm sorry, no. ja- I'm sorry, you have to do this, but like <laughs> my self esteem is so low right now I that I, I can't stand. I can't stand. I don't know that I would clean you up. You don't, you wouldn't clean me up if I was in need. I would maybe uh, get like a a ball, a wad of paper towels and throw it on your chest while you're laying on the ground. Dude, that's like almost an <laughs> insult. Like, if yeah, you were like in the situation where you just peed yourself and you couldn't get up because of your insecurities, <laughs> if you were in that situation, I feel like most people there'd probably be a few people that'd be like, like, like chuckling about it. But there'd be like that those that group of people that's like, oh, we gotta help them out, like. And they'd be like, they'd like carry you off to the bathroom and just like clean off your wiener and your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, um, I think I pooed a little bit too. Can you clean my bum bum for me? (laughs) Then like this big mat, and yeah, and then Ralph like goes up. Like yeah, like our our dad from earlier in the story goes up and he's like. I do this all the time with my children. I've got you, brother. And Ralph like cleans up your ass while somebody's like throwing your your pants in a a, a laundromat that's conveniently next door. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, you really paint the whole picture there, don't you? I really do paint the picture. This is what it's like to be in that situation. The mind of a madman. Okay, the ans- see, we're answering life's greatest questions. Some people have questions about this. It's like, what if I was in that situation? It's like, I got to tell them. I got to answer the questions. It's what we do. <laughs> yeah. We go boom. <laughs> I know that was coming. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, we, we take the rock and we just go boom. And, um, just a quick little bump. Yep. And if uh, those of you who don't know about the bump, you're going to need to go watch the... Uh, the unraveled to uh let's play that we we have just conveniently put up for your viewing pleasure on the youtube channel people also search for yeah fucking check it out yeah slap it out. like hit that subscribe button if you're nasty yeah but right now we're gonna get back into lumberjacks because we got we gotta know about these wonderful people that are bringing us lumber for you know our houses and, and our 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 nightstands 
So originally you clicked on the ones that say do lumberjacks still exist? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you ever even gave the answer to that life question. Um, although the basic tasks of harvesting trees is still the same, the machinery and tasks are no longer the same. Many of the old job specialties on logging crews are now obsolete. So it seems that lumberjacks are obsolete. No, I think they're just saying that a lot of the machines help them do some of the dangerous work. Probably, they don't yeah. Have to do it by hand anymore. There's probably a, a few. There's fewer chainsaw guys, and they're probably like up in the tree cutting the branches off. But there's probably like a giant like machine like that grabs the trees oh, from yeah. the ground and like slices them up. I've seen there's like robot things that also like debark the tree, which looks really badass. Yeah, and so those like, are conveniently called lumber robs. Um, lumber robs. Yeah, it's like a lumber robot, lumberjack robot. But uh, I don't, I don't know if that exists. Lum- okay, wait. I, we got, we got to talk about what l- lumberjacks are, dude. There's lumberjack folklore, but I can't get sidetracked. <laughs> lumberjacks. There, are- <laughs> there's also the lumberjack lifestyle is like the next uh, category. Dang. Well, you got to know how to survive as a lumberjack, and we'll find that out. But lumberjacks are uh, mostly North American workers in the logging industry who perform the initial harvesting and transport of trees for ultimate processing into forest products. The term usually refers to a bygone era before 1945 in the United States when hand tools were used in harvesting trees. Because of its historical ties, the term lumberjack has become ingrained in popular culture through folklore. (laughs) Oh, God. The lumberjack we might know about could be fate. Is Paul Bunyan not real? (laughs) I don't think he is. Crap! Mass media spectators sparks. The actual work was difficult, dangerous, intermittent intermittent uh low paying and primitive in living conditions however the men built a traditional culture that celebrated strength masculinity confrontation with danger and resistance to modernization mm. took our germs yeah. <laughs> dude do you see this tree over here it's got a giant sad face it looks like oogie boogie from nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Yeah, or like you would go. That's oh, from man. 1900. Wow. That's Imagine the lumberjack that made the trees in Nightmare Before Christmas, like that, like transported you to, to, to another world. Like those are like those are like lumber gods, dude. Those are like <laughs> those are like lumber scientists, lumberists. Those are lumberists. <laughs> they made like they transported people to a whole another world. That's true. Through the power of lumber, they're heroes. <laughs> All right, anyway, I want to know about Lumberjack Lifestyle. Lumberjack Lifestyle. Yeah, Lumberjacks worked in in lumber camps and often lived a migratory life following timber harvesting jobs as they opened. Being a lumberjack was seasonal work. Lumberjacks were exclusively men. They usually lived in bunkhouses or tents. Bunkhouses? Common equipment included the axe and cross-sut cross-cut saw lumberjacks could be found wherever there were vast forests to be harvested in a demand for wood most likely in scandinavia canada and parts of the united states in the u.s many lumberjacks were of scandinavian ancestry continuing the family tradition american lumberjacks were first centered in northeastern states such as maine they then followed the general westward migration on the continent to the upper Midwest and finally the Pacific Northwest. Stuart Holbrook documented the emergence and westward uh, migration of the classic lumberjack in his first book, Holy Old Mackinac, A National History of the American Lumberjack. He often wrote colorfully about lumberjacks in his subsequent books, romanticizing them as Hard-drinking, hard-working men. Logging camps were slowly phased out between World War II and the early 1960s, as crews could by then be transported to uh, remote logging sites in motor vehicles. Mm. Doesn't wow. sound like a lifestyle I'd want to live. No, yeah, I'm I'm good on that. I always thought I always thought it was like you get up, you go over to the pancake cabin you get yourself a big old stack a stack of flapjacks you got like a checkered shirt or no like a like a plaid shirt on and you you, (laughs) like your chest is bursting out of the collar barrel chested burly man yeah with like you got like all those curly hairs like peeking out the 
illustration here on Wikipedia of a Canadian lumberjack. Looks, uh, his shirt suspiciously looks like a picnic table cloth. It does. But uh, table I was thinking more like plaid, though. Like, it, it, this looks like boxes. But I'm thinking, you know, like pair of jeans, pair of overalls, white and red, picnic-like, <laughs> collared, you know. Or like an Italian restaurant. Or like your sleeves cloth. are ripped off kind of a shirt, you know, plaid. He just went to the pizzeria and made fashioned himself a new shirt out of the <laughs> tablecloth i knew it i knew that i was thinking like as soon as you said pizzeria i was like i have this vision in my mind of a yeah. man wearing a tablecloth tablecloth with his <laughs> like chopping down an old tree right like, there oh, in the parking hey, lot what's, what's a little stain on your shirt oh it was a little bit of a spicy meatball mm, spicy meatball i had the pasta carbonara <laughs> even though that's not spicy at all meatball sub yeah, meatball. Yeah, that was my nickname in high school. Uh, no way. No, it wasn't. That, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's. Oh my god. I feel like that's such a, like a, a children's um yeah like I feel cartoon like, style. Yeah, yeah. Insult. I was just like, thinking like I feel like there might have been a character on fucking Rocket Power that was nicknamed Meatball yeah, Sub. Yeah, yeah. It's like the kid and everybody's just like Meatball Subs coming over and they don't. Wanna Whenever like, Meatball Sub was like, around, then uh. The little blonde kid with the glasses that always fell down, Squid, I think his name yeah, was. Yeah. He, then he would have somebody Sam. to pick on. Yeah. When Meatball Sub was around. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Sam from Rocket Power is picking on like some some kid like that nobody likes named Meatball Sub. Yeah. He like can't wait until Meatball Sub hangs out with them. You ever think you and I should work for like Nickelodeon? Like, <laughs> and just make show concepts like this daily. Oh yeah, like, just be, like yeah, we could like be in the writers' room or like yeah, make pitches for different shows. It's like you're, the kids are gonna love it. They're gonna be starting to call kids Meatball Sub that they don't like it at, at in class all the time. Unfortunately, we couldn't actually get into that unless we were in like the the screenwriters guild or whatever it's called you can always dream we, you don't need to be in the screenwriters guild to write a screen <laughs> to write a script yeah you do <laughs> do you really yeah you have to have like an agent and shit and have like be actually a part of the like union and then there's Man. like different agencies that you can go through to be like a writer yeah but yeah you can't just like you can't just make like a personal like cartoon project and send it to Adult Swim or Nickelodeon. Really? No, oh, they, I always thought no. that you could like make meetings and like go pitch stuff. No, nah, you, you would. Your your uh, your like writing would be rejected if you yeah. did that. Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, if you want to be in this industry, you're gonna have to put a little capital in first. You know, you're gonna have to pay the agents to go talk to somebody for you. It's like if you're not yeah. willing to do that, your script's not well, worth and, looking at. Yeah, same thing with voice acting too, though. You have to mm. like be part of the the like Screen Actors Guild or whatever, or like probably like YouTube famous or something. They might contact you and be like, hey. I mean, if you worked on like an independent project. Obviously, you can just be whoever, you know, you could just be a random voice talent. That's true. That's true. Like you could probably do voiceover shit for, like, Fiverr stuff, too, or you just, like, send it into them. Oh, man. I just... Logger sports. No, dude. I just noticed on the... What? Logger sports, but even above that, dude, the evolution of lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my lumberjack just evolved into a level sixty-four modern logger. <laughs> uh, they start modern logger. I choose you. Yeah, yeah, and I bet the di- here before I even say anything, I bet the the difference between the older and the newer lumberjacks is that the newer lumberjacks more like operate machinery, as whereas the old ones actually went and cut down trees. So the ha- uh, tie hacking is the original uh, lumberjack form. And uh, a specialty form of logging involving the felling of trees, and we already we already know a little bit about that. Um, these lumberjacks, called tie hacks, use saws to fell trees and cut them to length. Ooh, a broad axe! They used a broad axe to flatten two or four sides of the log to create railroad ties. Oh, okay. Oh, so like when the lumberjacks were actually making like railroad tracks from scratch and stuff. Wow. That's crazy. Like, that was a job back in the day. 1910. Over here in this picture. That's crazy. That's like, a painting. 
Yeah, we're here on this <laughs> painting. They didn't have cameras back in 1910. <laughs> That's not true. No, yeah, they did. Yeah, they de- they definitely did. <laughs> um, um, okay, then there's like the modern loggers, and it just says modern technology changed the job to modern loggers uh, considerably. Although the basic task of harvesting trees is still the same, the machinery and tasks are no longer the same. Many of the old specialties on logging crews are now obsolete. Uh, chainsaws, harvesters, and feller bunches... Bunchers. Are, yeah, bunchers are now used to cut or fell trees. The tree is turned, so it's 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 mostly like not handwork. Like besides the chainsaw part, uh, the tree is turned into logs by removing the limbs, delimbing, and cutting it into logs at the optimal length. And then the felled trees or logs are moved from the slump to the landing. Um, okay, so that's basically like that's the they cut down the trees with machinery. That's what they do. Oh yeah. So, but back in the day, there were like a lot of athletics involved with lumberjacks, like spinning a log under your feet while it's floating down the river. <laughs> right, Jacob? I guess. I, I think mean, that's the only one that I've seen depicted in cartoons, and that's where I learn all of my information. So, yeah. like literally all of it. If it wasn't on SpongeBob, I don't know it. That's why I don't know long division. They didn't do it on SpongeBob. I like how they... <laughs> I do know. <laughs> sure i think i could do some long division still i think I, it would take me a minute to remember it because like why would you do that now it's like i got a calculator i like how in this article they even touch on a, a lumber sexual or urban lumberjack as a man who has adopted style traits typical of traditional lumberjack namely a beard plaid shirt and or scruffy hair substituting otherwise clean cut and fashionable style choices hmm Lumberjacks are pretty fashionable. I mean, if you walk around dressed like a lumberjack, there's going to be some people that are like, that guy knows what's up. <laughs> lumberjack he, just came to the party. He probably never cut down a tree, but he sure looks cool. Yeah. Well, no. If you dress like a lumberjack, you've definitely cut down a tree, dude. Um, I want to really quick go off the side and just... I need to know what this log rolling sport that I've been talking about is. <laughs> uh, uh uh, spinning a log under your feet <laughs> um, in the river sport. <laughs> That's such a long <laughs> string of words. Yeah, but I don't know log, how else to search yeah, for it. Spinning a log under your feet in the river sport. Yeah, like what, what else? A history of American work sport. I feel like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this. Like, what is this sport? I mean, there there's like an excerpt under that thing that link that you clicked that said two men leap on a floating log and spin it with their feet to see who can ride it longer. Yeah. Okay. Where's that? Oh, right. The one that you originally clicked on, but it's oh, just it says, in... well, this one says ride them lumberjack and it's a book. No, this, this. Oh, okay. This is, it's a book preview. It's a book preview. Are we allowed to read this? Yep. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I do see it says spinning right there, spinning timber. Oh, good. Yeah, it's highlighted because we searched for it. Um, okay. Jacks were so play. Oh, the birth of a sport. Jacks were so playful on moving logs that they initialized a sport which showcased their water logging skills. Burling, John Nelligan reports that when a drive came to an end, rivermen would indulge in a bit of a sport on the logs. Two of the <laughs> two or sometimes more would jump on a log together and roll and snub it furiously to see who could stay on the longest. It's like a mechanical bull, except it's a log, kind of same thing, you know. Uh, sometimes that was cowboys, not lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> except Almost. that was cowboys, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they all took a, a ducking. I think that is supposed to have an F. Uh, sometimes <laughs> one proved himself better than his comrades by staying atop the spinning timber and forcing it into subjection. Force that timber into subjection, Mr. Lumberjack. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. It is. Anyway, I just wanted to know what it was called. Burling. It's a 1901 Labor Day Burling contest in Ashland, Wisconsin, watched by 3,000 spectators, made a marathon seem effortless by comparison. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, I 
I don't know what it's called, but I'm assuming it's it just called... It says Burling. It's called Burling? Yeah. All right. We're going to confirm that. Burling. We don't want to get false information. Burlington Burling. Coat Factory. Burling. <laughs> Burling. Burling. B-I-R-L-I-N-G. Oh, yes. Burling. Rotating a log rapidly in the water as a competitive sport. Log rolling, spin twist, twisting, whirl twist, or the act of rotation rapidly. He gave the crank a spin. It broke off after much twisting. Okay, so... So it is burling. Okay, cool. I, I'm I'm satisfied. The lumberjack <laughs> sport is burling, but I don't know. <laughs> did you did you ever even like finish finding out how the log was made into a fucking wood? I didn't. Sheet? We're gonna need to figure that out. Well, you had the but how I, is plywood made? Uh, website we were looking at earlier. We'll look at that real quick, Jacob. But listen, I just saw the words Paul Bunyan and I got distracted. <laughs> and I was like, I need to know, man. I know, I know you need se- to know. We got a folklore section. This is the lumberjack that I've known since I was a child. You knew him? I knew Paul Bunyan. I thought Bunyan. he was fake. No, but there was a giant Paul Bunyan statue at the at our local theme park. <laughs> what? Yeah, there was a giant Paul Bunyan. Yeah, there was what? like a... What yeah. theme park would that be? Uh, The Great Escape in Lake George, New York. Oh, uh, okay. That uh, sounds pretty niche. I had never heard of that I one. believe that uh, Six Flags bought it, and it's at Six Flags now. But I remember they used to have, like, in their water park, you know, they have the big bucket. It's always, like, the bucket that fills up with water, and it pours over the giant. Yeah. Yeah, like, the giant, like, I guess, playground of water yeah. and it falls upon all the children and hits them really hard and knocks it down <laughs> knocks them down it really hurts dude but anyway yeah there's like a giant fiberglass paul bunyan in the entrance to that place and like <laughs> he had like his axe it was like that look at look see that picture oh. it's like giant paul bunyan it's, i bet it's not the that paul bunyan couldn't have been the only giant paul bunyan um i'm sure there's plenty probably anyway the most famous do you want to read this Uh, Sure, the most famous depiction of a lumberjack in folklore is Paul Bunyan. Folklore? Several towns claim to have been Paul Bunyan's home and have considered or constructed statues of Bunyan and his blue ox babe, known for their many exploits. Many uh, real-life loggers have been renowned for their extraordinary strength, intuition, and knowledge of the woods. Mm. Men such as Jigger Johnson, the main woodsman who supposedly kicked knots off frozen logs barefooted, and Joseph Montferrand, better known as Big Joe Mufferaw, the French-Canadian known for his physical prowess and desire to protect the French-speaking logger, have been celebrated as folk heroes throughout North America and have contributed to myths of the lumberjack. But to answer the question at the be- from the beginning of the show, yeah, the the reason why you wanted this to be the topic, yeah, I needed, I just wanted to know what, how they make the freaking wood, and I maybe we should it. just find a video and pause, and yeah, then... yeah, we'll pause and we'll find a video, and then we're gonna explain to you exactly how wood is made. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we uh, we just watched a couple videos, one of which was actually from the show How It's Made, like I was describing earlier. Mm-hmm. And it, man, watching watching like manufacturing stuff is like really can be like trippy and like hypnotic to watch. It's so very satisfying. If you want to see, uh, you know, that one, you can find how it's made, like how timber is made. And then we also watched the video called "Manufacturing Plywood Boards Then and Now," and we learned something that I believe neither one of us knew. I. I, I can't believe it's done this way. So let's let's just do a, a quick uh, recap step by step. The first thing they do, is they take a giant crane arm, like those claw machines you'd see in a Japanese arcade to win stuffed animals, and they take that and they fish these giant logs that have been soaking in water mm-hmm. uh, for, I think it was like, what did it say, 40-something hours? I, I don't know the exact number. Yeah. But many hours they've been soaking these giant logs. They pick it up, put it on a conveyor belt, and then they spin around really fast on uh like a giant lathe essentially. Yeah, a giant it's lathe. Like an but eight it's like foot... a conveyor belt where they go through like these spinning saws that chop all the bark oh, off. Oh, oh, yeah, that part. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's like giant cylindrical saws that chop off the bark of the tree. Yeah, it's like the whole log is surrounded by like different like wheels of teeth that like shave off the entire bark from a log in like it said like ten seconds. Mm -hmm. And they're like eight foot length, so that that you know the the wood is already you know ready to come in standard eight foot sizes. Yeah, and then okay, so. After the bark is all removed, they take them and they get them on this gigantic lathe and they spin them until the wood, and this is a very satisfying thing to watch, the wood is a perfect cylinder, so the edges is perfectly smooth. Mm -hmm. And then next up (laughs) is the part that nobody expected. I did not think about how they made it in the sheets. No, I didn't think about how. I, well, I, that's why I wanted to know is because I didn't understand the sheet process. Because I was like, all the grain looks like perfect. Like there's no yeah. breaks. Like they didn't when, just glue this together. Because when we watched the how timber is manufactured, it was like what we were thinking, where it's like sections of the whole like inside of the log. Yeah, sections. Yeah, the, like so the lengths are cut out of it. As much, you know, there's waste because of how yeah. it's rounded, but and that's kind of like that looked like how it was like two by fours were made, but they didn't have any yeah. like long like four by eight pieces coming off of that. And I was like, do they have to have like a four by like a minimum four by eight tree yeah, piece but, to cut? And but the, like, answer no. the, the answer is no. The answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. It's just an eight foot long log, and then they put essentially if you think about it as like using a a wood lathe and like turning a piece of wood and you have like the chisel where it creates wood shavings so essentially plywood sheets are made out of giant wood shavings and the whole thing is like like since it's like turning on a lathe style machine it's one like continuous length yeah it's one continuous sheet uh, and then they cut them up in like uh, you know four foot wide veneers, and then all the veneers get glue on them, and they get like pressed and and uh, like put in a kiln. Have to... you ever seen a baseball get unraveled? Yeah, that's like what they're doing to the trees with this <laughs> lathe. It's insane. It's just like spitting out sheets of wood, like the. It's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a oak? Like, <laughs> the, it, it, it's they gets it's you just gotta watch it. They're shaving this tree into this continuous strip of giant uh, like sheet. It's like you feel like it's like a blanket, and since it's wet, it doesn't <laughs> bend up on them. So it's just like a well, no, perfectly, it does so bend up. It bends a little. Like bit, it's but, flexible when it's when it's moist, and then after it's all glued together, then they like heat it in the the kiln yeah or is the woman on how it's made pronounce it the killing yeah which yeah, was they're killing, <laughs> they're killing a little odd to me yeah it was a weird i don't know maybe she was from somewhere where they call it that but maybe in ohio we call it the kiln that's it's how i always heard industry. yeah that's how i've always heard it pronounced yeah same here same here um but yeah so but yeah that's, that's how it's done they glue them together and then they're off to the old home depot <laughs> it was pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting to see a tree essentially being shaved into a giant continuous piece of wood veneer. No, no, definitely not. And, you know, and uh, like we read earlier, how it was saying a lot of like uh, um, hand labor, like hand done labor in the logging industry is now obsolete. It's because really, like, the only hand labor is like where they're felling the trees at the beginning of the process. And even then they have a lot of machines that help them, you know, cut down the trees. Yeah. So there's not too much, uh, you know, like old school lumberjack, uh, like culture, like we read about earlier. True, man. We really did it though. We went back in time. We, we learned about the original lumberjacks and the felling of the trees and how that's improved over time. And then we came into, we came into the old port with, uh, how the wood pieces actually get made today with basically mostly machinery and people carrying around wood to different locations in a factory. Um, yeah, that's, that's mostly what it is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been nice out lately. You know what else is made of wood? Skateboards. Just like we were talking about (laughs) earlier. 
So just get wow. outside, do an activity, maybe pick up a skateboard and go to your local skate park and have a cop come up and um, do some things to you. But <laughs> Do uh, some things. Yeah, you just want to remain calm. Police aren't bad people sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, way to tie it all the way back around with yeah. skateboarding. and a Complete circle. Yep, good we job, don't get right? those every time. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's really hard, actually. It really is. You know what else is hard? Yep. Wood. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> that was like a little circle on the end of the big circle. Yeah, a period, if you will. Yeah, a period on the circle of this podcast. But until next time. Say like